This is the Grow Your Clinic podcast from Clinic Mastery. We help progressive health professionals to lead inspired teams, transform client experiences, and build clinics for good. Now, it's time to grow your clinic. Well, welcome to the Grey Clean Podcast. Jack here, your host, Jack O'Brien and Ben Lynch in the co-pilot seat with me. Ben, how are you going? Well caffeinated. Are you? What, uh, what's the caffeine of choice today? It's funny because when we're at the cafe, Coffee in Common here yes. in Adelaide, they've got this new roast and they're yet to receive their labels. Right. And so both times the guy who served us has gone to <laughs> the lengths of drawing on the packet itself with different coloured textures, the label as he sees it. Okay. Uh, so, you know, he's, it's taken like half an hour to get a bag of beans <laughs> because I think he's doing the artwork as well. So, Gedaleb is the name of the coffee. Uh, it's an Ethiopian natural. I've got it in a filter and an espresso. I think that's how you pronounce it. So, yeah, enjoying that brew at the moment, especially as we uh, go through a bunch of strategic meetings. Mm. But I love coffee every day. Yeah. I started the huddle this morning with uh, you know, um, Happy International Coffee Day. It's not, but I think it should be every day. <laughs> uh, very good. What are you drinking at the moment? Uh, well, for those watching on YouTube, I've just eaten a tube of M&M Minis, pillaged from my children while they're at school, <laughs> so they'll never know. Recess item or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I think it, I think it's a, a party bag from them attending a party oh, that they yes. uh, left behind. I think those everyone knows the party bags are for the parents. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a an Indian geisha uh, red honey process from Josie Coffee here in Newcastle. It's it's a delightful coffee, is how I would describe it. If I was putting the tasting notes on, it's a it's a cheery. Bright, bubbly, delightful coffee. Delicious. Anyway, we, it, it's almost like uh, halftime drinks, if you will. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, well, it's not quite halftime, maybe quarter time drinks. For those listening along, it, we're the first week of March at the time of recording. And uh, March means the start of this 120-day phase, March, April, May, June. And so my reference to quarter time is our strategic meetings. The first two weeks or so of every 120 days is a strategic time for us at Clinic Mastery. We divide and conquer in each of our teams. We spend a couple of hours in each of our teams planning strategy and tactics for the coming 120 days. So, uh, does quarter time resonate, Ben? Quarter time does. Do they have that in rugby? Rugby league on the East Coast. Thank you. Rugby league. Uh, in the summer, when it's too hot for half times, we'll have okay. probably similar in Aussie rules, is it? Quarter time. Quarter mm. time is always in Aussie rules. Quarter yep. time is always in Aussie rules. Yeah. Uh, so, talk us through what what the first two weeks of a 120-day period looks like mm. in your diary. Well, it's circa 20 hours of meetings. Oh, what a joy. <laughs> and uh, for some folks, they'd be like, yeah, that would be amazing. That would be a luxury or some would be like, oh, my God, get me out of that. I love it because it's a moment to collaborate with the rest of the team who have some really incredible ideas and insights about how we can do things better. It's 
an awesome opportunity to think big, to have robust discussions, meaning disagreements, and then talk them through. It wouldn't be like us to disagree, would it? <laughs> well, it's good to good to bring to the surface because maybe some folks always agree. But I think it brings the best out in one another, yeah? Iron sharpens iron, so to speak. And through the course of those conversations, we're able to come out with some really great solutions, really practical solutions. I think one of the keys has been having an agenda prior to the meeting. Mm-hmm. It's not like we just get there with a blank canvas. We fill in a form prior to the meeting, a Google form that has some really great reflective questions what's worked, what hasn't worked, what could we do better? So people come prepared for that meeting. Mm-hmm. And then there's an agenda set by the team leaders. It's not just that you come prepared. I know for for me, this little introvert, those who are eyes on the Myers-Briggs or the steel energy and wealth dynamics or a C in DISC or whichever profiling tool takes your fancy or perhaps if you're a psychologist, none of them do, that's okay. But for, for those with my types of proclivities, I don't do well thinking on the spot. It's not my genius. It is contemplative and reflective. And so to do it on the spot in a meeting, this is hyperbole, of course, but it's a little bit anxiety inducing. So to be able to do it beforehand in a form is really, really productive. Yeah, that's a good good point because that's one of the things that I think's yielded better outcomes in meetings is the preparation beforehand. And on the other side of that, Jack, where I would say I quite enjoy the dynamism of thinking on the spot and Mm. going like that, what it can do, though, is cause a little bit of chaos or things go on tangents. Right. So it actually helps, you know, folks like me distill contributions and thoughts beforehand, which is Mm. quite useful as well. So- Highly recommend. We use a lot of forms internally, don't we? Um, Mm. Gives people the time and space they need to consider. Also is a way of documenting and noting those things so you can go back on them. And I think it's it's important, especially for clinics, to consider this because- the intention of a strategic meeting, though there's an agenda, is a little bit agendaless. It's it's a little bit blue sky. It is a little bit abstract. And so- it helps to kind of maybe just jog or quick start the thinking around some of those strategic things. If you're stuck in, not stuck, if you're, if you're consulting with patients all day, every day, maybe you're getting your team, your clinical leads or your practice manager involved in some of these strategic meetings, those people, those team members need time and space to shift gears. It really is a gear shift. It's, mm. a, it's an elevation or co-elevation of your thinking process. And that doesn't just happen by walking into a room or a Zoom room, as it were, for a strategic meeting. Something like a form or some pre-thinking, some pre-reading gets the juices flowing. It's not concrete. Like, it's not if your ideas aren't locked in stone, but it's a good way to get, get a first draft out that allows iterations to come from that, right? I agree. That agenda structure is quite open for robust discussion to happen. So, try not to pack it full. And to that point as well, one sort of nuance about uh, what you said before, Jack, was that our teams are meeting. Now, depending on the size of the clinic, 
You might have a small team. You might have a really large team. You might have some structured portfolios or roles. Probably one of the lessons that we've learned over time ourselves and also having seen other clinics is that it might be worthwhile considering different times on different days to discuss different areas of your clinic. Mm -hmm. Perhaps the catch can be, all right, we're going to talk about recruitment, brand, we can talk about the client experience all in this two-hour period of time and try and do it thoughtfully and methodically. And you just it, it's hard to do. So I would consider if there are different areas of your business that you're thinking through strategically, that it might be worthwhile having different time blocks on different days to be able to do that. That's certainly how we've structured that, you know, circa 20 hours over two weeks into mm. different times for different topics. Yeah. So, what does a what does a typical meeting kind of look like? All of ours are via Zoom, even if we've got team members that are local. So, I think that is what it is. It allows us to record the session, which is useful to go back on. We'll have someone that's a scribe taking notes. We'll have someone that is kind of the chairperson or leader of that department or team or area. And they're coordinating that agenda as well. So we have circa two to three hours to Mm. discuss a certain area. So that might be in a clinic owner's business. That might be the client experience or the team or the brand and the marketing. And so we'll be able to work through that agenda over a two, three-hour period of time with a scribe, with a chairperson moderating discussion and having the relevant humans in that Zoom room for us. Mm. Um, in person can be good as well. That's the way we do it. But I'd say definitely record what you do because that's that's valuable whenever you need to go back on things later on, especially in the operational meetings that support the execution of that strategy. And so really what what we know is that the the compelling vision of a clinic or a business rarely changes. And that might be a a paint a picture over a number of years or or whatever that might look like. And so the end point, the end goals of a set period, in in this case, 120 days, is worth reflecting on and and worth getting sure on. You almost want to begin with the end in mind, as Covey would say. And then once we're really clear on what the definition of done looks like, I don't know where that came from. It's attributable to someone. What's the definition of done? What's the definition of success for this next period as we work towards our, you know, forever compelling vision? Once we've got that endpoint clear, that's really where the strategy comes into its own. And that's what we're trying to flesh out in these meetings. So, you know, in tangible terms, in a clinic sense, it might look like, all right, in the next 120 days, we want to have helped X number of people or, or delivered X number of meaningful consults or we want to, might want to have added X number of new clients to our community or hired X number of new therapists. When you're really clear on the end game, then we just flesh out, all right, what are the strategies and the tactical methodologies that we're going to implement in order to see success come to pass, right? The great distinction and even zooming out further than that, if you do have that specific, measurable and meaningful target in three years or five years from now that you're working toward, that really puts this 120 days in context 
uh, you can work out, well, what would be the next measurable and meaningful milestone, as you said, clients, team members, et cetera. So I'm thinking of the not the cynic. We don't. There's not many cynics around the clinic mastery community, but perhaps the critic. Just Simon Cynic. That's all. Just Simon. C- yes, good distinction. But the constructive critic. Let's say I'm sure there's a constructive critic listening along somewhere. Yes. If you are, send us a pleasant email, please, Jack at Clinic Mastery. I'd love to hear from you, Jack at ClinicMastery.com. That is. But the constructive critic, Ben, who's listening, and going, what the flip is this? 120 days they're talking about, and we're already two weeks in, or nearly two weeks into it. Talk me through why 120 days and why are we only starting to plan it while we're in it? Mm, Good point. There are many ways to be right. Uh, There's no absolute way. And that's something that we do a lot of in Clink Mastery is it's not a cookie cutter approach. We try and look at what is meaningful as a small business owner, which you are as as a clinic, unless we're talking to some of the ASX-listed companies. We are small businesses, so we have some finite resources, money, time, humans, and so sustainability is at the core of what we talk about. A key to sustainability is meaningful, meaningful work for your own energy levels and also for getting the right people on the bus. So I think as an anchoring principle, sustainability and meaning are really important. Mm. And if you look at what is a traditional 90-day or three-month or quarterly rhythm, we've inherited that from the corporate world. Thank you. There are many great things we've probably adopted from them and your financial reporting will happen. You'll meet with your accountant probably on a quarterly basis. That said, those corporates are working 90 days to produce a report to their shareholders and hopefully a a dividend to them to say, here's what we did and here's the results measurably for you. And then they go on another 90-day sprint and it's back to back to back to back. And what do we hear? Burnout is is a classic example in the clinic owner space. And you've probably got friends in corporate that have been burnt out from doing that for years on end. So we wanted to add a buffer that allows allows you to enjoy the fruits of your labor as you go along, to actually have the rest, the rejuvenation, and not wait for Christmas or New Year every year and get the seven to 10-day period off and you're just waiting for that one time. So I think being able to include rest, recuperation, reconnection to purpose, consolidation of profit to make it financially sustainable in those additional circa 30 days that turn it into a four-month, 120-day rhythm, those things allow sustainability. Mm. And I think I would encourage and hope that everyone listening is looking for a more sustainable journey in their clinic, in growing their clinic. I don't know if I've missed anything there, Jack, because we've had really good conversations over many years and continue to do so. How do we refine this? How do we make it better for ourselves as well as clinic owners as well? What do you see from clinic owners adopting the 120-day, four-month rhythm? I see the ebb and flow. We often think about flow as being positive and an ebb as a negative. It's not the case. It doesn't have to be the case, at least. That ebb is vital for the flow, that they work in sync, works in harmony. And so, it's almost like a ramp up 
And that's where we are right now at the start of March. We're ramping up. It's what we refer to as our activate month. And so, it ramps up and then towards the end of that 120 days, we come into the fourth month, which we refer to as a play month and it's a ramp down. And it is a time to play, <laughs> you know, literally to take your time off, to enjoy things, to just take the foot off the gas a little bit. And uh, it, it is, it's as, as sustainable as possible. If you're trying to grow your clinic as soon as possible, as quickly as possible, it's possible, but there's, it's not without risk. And so, a model of sustainability is, is super helpful. And, and so, to that point, we take our time when it comes to planning. We don't rush it. We do it thoroughly. We do it considered and measured and contemplatively so that we, when it comes time to, in our rhythm, to sustain and amplify in month two and three, we can go, you know, foot to the floor knowing that there's a play month coming. In fact, I, I had a conversation with one of our team today around holidays and renewal time. And uh, interestingly, and I think there'd be clinic owners and practitioners who would have similar conversations. The conversation went, oh, but we're, we've got so much momentum. I don't want to take time off. I love what I do. I've got a great you know, work-life rhythm and harmony and balance or whatever that might be. I just love what I do. Why take a holiday when you live in the dream? quote, unquote. And uh, I said, that's amazing. I'm really glad. But it's almost that case of distance makes the heart grow fonder or a fast makes the feast taste sweeter. And so, you know, let's go for it this 120 days. But we've got June is coming and we can take some time off. You know, we can have holiday. It's okay to rest in June and give a bit of a break, get get the hunger back, uh, get the fire in the belly in June so that we, we don't tend towards burnout when we're really fulfilled for the long term sustainably. I just had a, a week off in Feb, which was a play month. And exactly as you said, there's so much you're working on and there's momentum to feel like you're stopping that to take a week or 10 days off, whatever it may be, is you know a narrative that you just have to check yourself with. And I found to your point, distance makes the heart grow fonder. I came back, I'm feeling super energized. I'm like, I'm really good for this now. Got some clarity over, uh, over that break as well. And working towards that next June one where, you know, that's where we've put the members retreat in Noosa mm. uh, as well. So, really excited then to have that scheduled. Something I've learned from you, Jack, is always have the next one scheduled in. And so, I'm really excited for that period of time as well. Also gives you something in the diary to work towards and for. Mm. I think we all get some of our most productive work done or at least close a lot of open loops before you go on leave, which otherwise just continue into perpetuity. Mm -hmm. So, it's actually a really good bookend. You, you can run when there's a finish line. It's really hard to run when you, there's no finish line. So, permission often uh, find clinic owners, people we speak with into that conversation you had, it's sometimes people just need permission to be told it's okay. You can take leave. Maybe they feel guilty in some respect. That's often the narrative I hear is I feel guilty doing that. Well, how are you going to feel if, if it continues to a state of burnout, stress, anxiety, you know, take care while you can in a proactive sense. So, a slight tangent or progression of the conversation. I read a book over Christmas 
that uh, creatively was called the L factor, L being leadership. Okay, nice. You weren't learning to drive again. (laughs) No. I felt like say, come on, do better for you, with your with your title, do better. But anyway, point being, he was saying the distinction of great leaders is that is two distinctions. One, they can handle increasing complexity and nuance and subtlety, but also two, their ability to think over a longer horizon. And I, I say this from a place of good intention. There's a lot of clinic owners, a lot of business owners, and, and frankly, a lot of society struggles to make sustainable decisions because they lack a long-term perspective. The week off, the 10 days off, the two or three weeks off probably isn't going to be the end of the world. I know it feels, and I'm as guilty of this as anyone, I know it feels like the world revolves around me and I'm the center of the universe. And if I'm not there, then everything's going to crumble. Highly unlikely. And in fact, things are probably going to be better when I'm gone and I'm going to be better when I get back. And that, that's a long-term perspective. That's a trust in the work that you've done in your people. It's we're in this for the long haul, so I need to rest, rejuvenate, recover, prepare, renew myself. How does that sit with you? A great leader has the ability to handle complexity and think with a longer-term mm. perspective and a, a long horizon or timeline. I love it. I think it makes a lot of sense with the folks that I notice as people navigate through the stages of business, that maturity or presence, maybe my interpretation is they can be really present to be able to deal with the complexity, almost, I'll say, slow down time, obviously doing that, but at least in what they're trying to decide on or contemplate or reconcile, they're able to kind of slow down, zoom out, and be able to make really purposeful decisions and think through the second and third order consequences of those decisions with some clarity and or have good conversations and ask more of the right questions of themselves or their team members. So I really like that distinction of can manage complexity and think long-term as well. Mm-hmm. Ideally, that's, that's something that a great leader does and, and we've seen many of those, worked with many of those who have real conviction over where they're going. Maybe they don't know all the steps to get there. Mm. They really have a belief and a clarity in where they're going and why that matters. And often when we're working with clinic owners, I know they'll say, I don't, where do I start? I'm not so sure. But it's almost to that point of having the break. You need to get out of the day-to-day to allow yourself to think in that manner. It's very hard to do that when you've got appointments or meetings with your team back to back. So I find actually having the break is a really great time to think big. We've Mm. got frameworks for how you can do that, how you might create a compelling vision for yourself and your clinic. But having the space, the mental space, the physical space from the day-to-day is so important. You don't have to take time. You get to. And you've got to give yourself the gift of time. You know, I think so many clinic owners feel this burden to get away or I've got to, I've got to have the time off to show others that I've made it or whatever it might be. But you don't, you don't have to. You get to. And that, that gift of time, that gift of space, that gift of creative thinking yields 
and returns itself over and over and over. Mm. I think a couple of key actions are for folks to schedule in that next period of time off, even if it's a slightly longer holiday, and also to have those strategic meetings booked in. It doesn't matter what time of the year you're listening to this episode, I think you can start today. It doesn't have to align exactly with what we've just discussed, but to allow that time to think about what you're creating may feel like an indulgence, but it is absolutely invaluable mm. for what you will do in your clinic. Good actions. Good actions. All right, Ben, I think it's time for another coffee or a chocolate, something to that effect. It's almost getting to uh, Vino o'clock, isn't it? <laughs> Not quite, not quite. That's a couple of hours away. I Actually, you know where I'm going next? I've got an Elevate Mastermind session. So, for those unfamiliar, Ben, if, if I may indulge myself, our Elevate community and program is uh, specifically for early stage startups, solos, entrepreneurs, clinic owners who are usually in that one to two, maybe three team member space, you know, doing somewhere between zero and 30K a month type space. And we get together with a mastermind three times a fortnight, which is huge. Like I'm fairly across what happens out in the world, out in the wild, and uh, three masterminds a fortnight. We've got four intense Slack channels, on-demand support, and so this afternoon we'll have a dozen or so clinic owners in that mastermind specifically Tuesday afternoon. And what we do, Ben, is we work through helping clinic owners fill their books, grow their team, and boost their cash flow. As uh, all sorts of incredible inspiration, challenges, solutions. And so, uh, that's my afternoon. What's on the agenda for you? Fantastic. Well, I uh, I have a few exciting things prepared for the academy, which uh, relate to the next immersion, which is one of those three things, boost cash flow in the lead up to the new financial year. I know everyone around the world's on slightly different cycles, but for the new financial year, that people round that out and then prepare for the next financial year with some rigor and an emphasis on boosting cash flow, which is the lifeblood of your business. So uh, I'm preparing for that immersion, 60-day immersion on boosting cash flow. So good. All right. I uh, can't wait to join you on another episode. And listeners, thanks for- uh Thanks for being a fly on the wall for this conversation. I trust it's been useful. You can head to clinicmastery.com slash podcast for any of the links. YouTube to watch it if you want to see us banter and uh, please do get in touch if you need any help to grow your clinic. That's what we do. We love to help. We're here to serve you as clinic owners. We're here to see you win and you build a clinic for good. So, please do get in touch. We would love that and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Grow Your Clinic podcast. To find out more about past episodes or how we can help you, head to www.clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. And please remember to rate and review us on your podcast player of choice. See you on the next episode.